Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. Well, good morning and once again, welcome to Church Online Uh, Again, on behalf of Pastor Gil and Debbie, our senior pastors, and Pastor Scott and Heather, our Catawba campus pastors, and Robert and Yolanda, our Gastonia campus pastors, I just want to say it is such a privilege and an honor to have you with us this morning, wherever you're watching from. Uh, It's kind of the cool thing about doing something like we're doing today, church where you are, that probably all over the nation today, people traveling and visiting friends and family, and uh, we're all together in one place uh, having, having church. And I'm excited this morning because I'm believing that through the word of God, uh, the message I'm about to preach that God really is going to speak. God really is going to do something in our hearts and lives that will ready us for what God wants to do in the new year. Uh, Hey, before we get to the sermon, uh, one thing that I do want to talk about, uh, very quickly, and it actually, it actually ties into the message. So it's all going to fit together. Uh, but it's this, We are uh, January 10th. I know we're still a ways away from January 10th, but January 10th, we are starting as an entire church across all of our campuses, a 21 days of prayer and fasting initiative. Uh, Just making a declarative statement in the new year saying, this is going to be a year that we fully commit ourselves to God, a year that we make a decision from the get-go to put God first. And so I just want to want to let you know, want to make sure that's on your radar and encourage you to start readying yourself uh, to pick up one of these prayer cards. You can get it online or at one of our campuses, but to pick up a prayer card and start readying your heart to join us in the new year for 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, Brandon, how does that relate to what you're about to preach? Um, I want to talk about this morning as we are preparing ourselves for a new year. Can, can you believe in just a matter of days, 2020 will finally be over uh, for so many people. The moment we've been waiting for us for about nine months now. Uh, but 2020 is about to be officially over and we're entering into a new year. And I want to talk about as we enter into this new year, setting our focus, putting our attention on God. Uh, you know, we're coming out of a series that we've been in through the month of December uh, leading up to Christmas, uh, talking about uh, putting our attention on Jesus. We were in this series, Unwrapping Christmas, uh, talking about finding Christ in the chaos and, and putting our attention really on what Christmas is all about. And I just think that we shouldn't stop at Christmas, but having put our attention upon Jesus and what God has given Jesus to do the finished work of Jesus, that we should continue in setting our attention that direction. It's with that in mind, I want to read you this scripture this morning. If you have a Bible, uh, if not, the words will definitely be on the screen, but I want to read to you from Colossians chapter three. I'm going to read the first four verses, Colossians chapter three, verses one through four. Uh, I'm reading at the New King James Version, and it says this, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in 
glory. I, w- I want to title the sermon that I'm going to preach today uh, simply this, Fix Your Focus. Fix Your Focus. And uh, I went with that title because I want it to communicate um, two, two different things. N- number one, that, that maybe what God would say to you today is that coming into the new year, you actually need to fix your focus. And, and what I mean by fix, like something were to break in your house or something in your car were to break and you have to, you have to fix it. You have to correct it. Maybe what God might say to you today is that there's been some things in this last year, in this last season, maybe your entire life that you've been fixated on, you've been focused on, and, and they're not the right things. And maybe what God wants to speak to you this morning is that it's time to fix, to correct the place that we're putting our focus. Maybe you say, Brandon, that's not me. Um, I've been focused on Jesus since 1963 and haven't taken my eyes off him. Well, maybe what God would say to you this morning then is it's time to, to intensify, to, to fix and to set with even more intensity and purposefulness our attention upon, upon God. Fix your focus. What I'm titling the sermon today is we talk about coming into a new year and setting our attention on God. I know we've already prayed a couple times today, uh, but can we pray one more time and ask that God would take these words and he would speak to us individually and personally, and the Holy Spirit would do something in our heart that would really change us and make a difference. Can we pray? God, thank you today for giving us the Bible. Thank you today, even though we are gathered across um, various locations, uh, couches and kitchen tables, maybe someone driving in the car, traveling. Thank you today that as we're gathered together, that while we may not be in the same physical room, that God, we're together in heart and spirit. And we're asking today that you would open every eye, every ear, every heart to see and to hear and to receive the things you have for us today. Lord, we declare even right now the, the blessing of God over for our uh, 2021. We're just saying in faith that it's going to be our best year because you've promised us our best is always yet to come. We thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Um, can, can you think back to your, 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 your growing up years? Uh, maybe you're watching and you're like, I'm still in my growing up years. I'm 14. Okay, well then maybe this is a little more more fresh to you. Uh, but for those of you who are a little bit older, um, can you think back to your growing up years and sayings that your parents would say to you that just stuck? Like things they would always say that stuck. And maybe now as you've gotten older like myself uh, and are having kids or, or, or you, you have a family, that you start saying the things that your parents said to you. I was thinking about some different phrases, different things that my dad used to say to me. Um, th- things that, that in the moment I really didn't like, but thing, things that stuck. Uh, a couple of different phrases that my, my dad would have. Uh, P.S. My dad, if you don't know, is our senior pastor, Pastor Gill. And so these are things that Pastor Gill would say to his children. Uh, but, but one of them, uh, one of them I was thinking of is this phrase or this saying, grit your teeth. That was my dad's loving, sometimes unloving way of encouraging, commanding, challenging us to don't quit. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know you don't want to, but grit your teeth and keep going. Uh, my, my, my dad would also say to us at times, or say to me in particular, he would say, hey, do it right the first time or do it again. If we were doing a project or something, he would say a variation of that. And he would say, measure twice, cut once. Measure twice, cut once. 
uh, if maybe we were working on like a household project or we were, you know, at church and I grew up in church and we're, you know, serving or cleaning up, uh, he, he would say something like this. If people are still working, you're not done. If people are still working, you're not done. The job's not done. Find something to do. But maybe the most memorable thing that, that, that I can remember my dad saying consistently to me growing up is this phrase. You didn't forget. You just didn't choose to remember. Oh, I hated it when my dad would say that because generally what was happening is I forgot something he asked me to do. I didn't make my bed. I didn't take the trash out. I didn't do a certain task. I forgot to do my homework. I did something that I was supposed to do that I didn't do. I would go, oh, dad, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. He would look at me and he would say, no, you didn't, son. You didn't forget. You just didn't choose to remember what he was communicating. And it stuck with me all these years is that there are things that because we just don't put the proper value on them, we don't make a choice. We're not intentional or purposeful to remember them. And therefore we, well, it's not that we don't have the capacity. It's not that we don't have the ability. We just, I forgot because I, I didn't make a choice on the front side to put value on something and to remember. I I thought about that as I was reading Colossians chapter three, because I think that's actually pretty relevant to a lot of us when it comes to our attention and our focus as it relates to God. I don't know a lot of people that are like, yeah, I made a choice two weeks ago that I'm just putting God out of my thinking. I made a deliberate decision. I'm not going to focus or think about God at all this week. No, we just... We don't put the, the proper value on, on God, the proper value on the things of God. And therefore, it's not that we don't have the ability. We just, I just, I don't know. I just, it slipped my mind. I had best intentions when I was in church and I was raising my hands. This is going to be the week. This is going to be the year that I give everything to Jesus. And then I, life, life happened. And, and Paul is kind of addressing this in, in saying, if you've been raised with Christ. Raised with Christ, what does that mean? He's saying, if you've been saved, if you've given your life to Jesus and you literally, you died to your old self, you died to your old life, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and now you've been raised, all things made new. You're a new creation in Christ. If, if you've died and you've been raised with Christ, he says, then seek those things which are above. He says you should literally make the intentional choice to set, place your mind on things above. Why? He says, well, because this life doesn't have anything to offer you anymore. He he says says these two things in in verses uh, three and four. He says, you died and listen, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Verse four, listen to this. He says, when Christ who is our life appears, did you catch that? When Christ who is our life, Jesus is our everything. One of the things that we, 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 we know from scripture is that this world no longer has anything to offer us. This is not our home. All throughout scripture, we read that our mindset should be that we're just passing through. We are sojourners. We are pilgrims. This is not our home. Our focus is set on eternity. 
Bible says in Romans 8, 24, I believe it is, Paul says, it's in this hope, not the hope of a bigger, better life on earth, not the hope of more money or more jewelry or a better vacation or finally getting that promotion or finally getting that thing. He said, that, no, 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 that, that's not what we were saved for. We were saved in the hope that Jesus will return. And that when Jesus returns, we will be with him forever. And that forever will be the ultimate fulfillment and satisfaction of our soul. Jesus said, I'm preparing a place for you. When I come again, I'm going to bring you to the home with me that I'm preparing for you. And there will be no more pain and no more sickness and no more disease. Every tear will be wiped away. All things will be made new. A joy and a fulfillment that we cannot even comprehend. We will experience eternally as we are at home with him. Paul says it's in this hope that we were saved. Our our life is hidden in Christ, our, our life is with him. This world no longer has anything to offer us. This is not our home. And Paul says, therefore, be, because we've been saved, because we have a, we have a different hope than the world has. He says, then you should set your mind on things above. When he says things above, what, what, what does he mean? Well, certainly he is talking about heaven. Certainly he is talking about eternity, but he's also talking about the things of God or spiritual things in, in, in general. Yeah, I was reading Colossians and thinking about things above and what, what does it mean to set my mind on things above? And the Holy Spirit quickly reminded me of this, this reality that you and I can experience everything we will in heaven right here, right now in part. Like, have you ever been to an ice cream store? Of course you've been to an ice cream store. You're a Christian. You love Jesus. Ice cream is from God. Uh, my favorite place, by the way, is Cold Stone. That's my favorite. That's beside the fact. But you, you ever been to an ice cream place and, and, and you go through maybe more than you even should and you ask for little samples and they give you that little tiny sample spoon? It's not the whole carton. It's not the entire cone or the cup. But what is it? It's a taste. It's you're, you're tasting something in, in part. The Bible says the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a guarantee. The, the Bible says in Romans that we have the first fruits in our heart through the Holy Spirit. The, the Bible says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, I believe. Jesus said, you should pray, thy kingdom come and thy will be done right here, right now on earth, just as it is in heaven. Did you know that we can experience right now everything we will in heaven in part right here on earth? Relationship with, with God. The, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Joy and fulfillment. Healing for our bodies. Provision for our needs peace for our mind. We can experience in part, and, and Paul, Paul says, because he is our life, because this world no longer has anything to offer us. This is not our home. He said, set your mind, put your focus, fix your focus on things above, on, 
on the reality that He will come again and that, that we can experience heaven on earth. Put your mind on Him and think about and meditate on and dwell on, on Jesus. You know why I think we don't do this more often? Uh, maybe I won't superimpose myself on you. Let me just tell you why I don't. Do you know why I don't do this more often? Be- because I just forget about why it is so important. I want to give you this morning uh, three three thoughts as to why it is so important and why it is so necessary coming into a new year that we set our focus on Jesus. Number one, if you're taking notes or if you have some sort of notes, uh, you, you can write this down. It's so important that we fix our focus on the things of God because where we fix our focus determines our whole life. I'm going to read you this scripture. The Bible says in Romans, Romans chapter eight, uh, Romans chapter eight. If you have uh, your your Bible, it says in verse five. Listen to this, verse five and six. For those who live according to the flesh, they set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Paul just gave us the blues clues, secret map on how to live a life aligned with the ways, the will, and the word of God. He said, did you know that those people who who are living according to the flesh, what's the flesh? Just just your, your desires, what you feel. Living according to the flesh is I live, I think, I do, I partake of just whatever I think, feel, and want in the moment. Ah, this seems right to me. This feels right. I, I think this is what I want to. He said, people that live according to the flesh, they do so because they've set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, those who are empowered by and led by and are in alignment with the, the Spirit of God, they only live that way, not because they have some sort of super secret power that it's not available to you. No, they live that way because they've set their mind on the things of the Spirit. Listen to verse 6. It says, For to be carnally minded, or to set your mind and live according to the flesh, listen, it is, it's death. Makes me think of Proverbs 14, 12 that says, There's a way legitimately that seems right to you and I, but it leads to death. Paul says in Romans 8, 6, he says, To be carnally minded. To set my mind on, on, on just the things of this world, these temporary, passing, carnal things, it never leads to where I think it's going to lead. He continues, though, and says, but to be spiritually minded, but to have a mind that is set and a life that is lived according to the Spirit of God is life and peace. It's joy it's fulfillment, it's, it's life and nourishment for our soul and peace for our soul. Did you know that your passions, your, your pursuit, your whole life is dictated by where you set your, your mind, where, where you fixed your focus? This is why Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, I believe it is, he says, wherever your, your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Wherever you've put your treasure, you've put your time, your, your energy, your thinking, there your heart will 
follow. It's a big deal. We put our focus on Jesus. We fix our focus coming into this new year because our focus determines the life that we live. And our life is kind of a big deal. The, the life that we live, the way we live unto God, it, it matters. Second thought, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. Um, fixing our focus, it matters. It's a big deal because where we fix our focus determines the level of peace that we can have. Pastor Robert preached a message. Pastor Robert, our guest on your campus pastor, preached a message a couple weeks ago at our TGK campus. Um, actually, it was online as well. And he, he referenced Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Uh, Isaiah 26, 3, it says this, that he, he whose mind is stayed on the Lord, he whose mind is fixed and stayed on God, he will keep in perfect peace. How, how is it that in the midst of a, a year like 2020, in the midst of a world that is so full of pain and hurt and unpredictability, how do I have the ability, how can I have the ability to have peace on the inside? The Bible says that he whose mind is fixed or stayed on the Lord, God will keep him in perfect peace. I, I don't think that I realized how absolutely unpredictable and downright scary life is until I, I had kids. All of a sudden I had kids, and, and I don't know if you're, you're a parent, you're a mom or a dad and you can relate, but all of a sudden I had kids and I started realizing we can eat like all the organic food in the world. We, we can go on, on whatever kind of diet research says is best, whether it's paleo or keto or uh pescatarian or your mama halter. I got whatever kind of diet you're doing in the new year. I bless that you do you, but, but you, you can eat all the organic food in the world and go on any particular diet you want to. You can wear your seatbelt. You can, you know, wear a face mask and Lysol your whole body three times a day. But, but life is full of unpredictability. Is it not? Tragedy twists and turns, things that we did not see coming. If 2020's taught us anything, life is full of unpredictability, ups and downs, and, and it can be downright scary at times. It can cause anxiety and worry and panic and fear and lead you down these dark rabbit holes of, 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 of depression and thoughts of suicide and how, how, how can I have peace in a world, and especially in a time like today, well, the Bible says you actually can experience peace as your mind is stayed, stayed on the Lord. And it's not just wishful or positive thinking. I won't read it to you, but Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7, you're probably familiar with it. But the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. That sounds a little ridiculous. Well, well hold on. It says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry, don't fear, don't be anxious for absolutely anything. But instead, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You know what's interesting about that is if you're familiar with that scripture, and I know many people probably are, um, we, we can kind of like do the cliff note version in our head. Yeah, yeah, be anxious for nothing, but in everything pray and, and, and you'll have peace. Yeah, but, but there's a part that we often skip over. 
Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You know, that thanksgiving part kind of makes me think of Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. Hey, in, in everything, go to God and remember what he's already done. Yeah, go to God in prayer and, and bring your request to him, but in doing so, remember and set your mind on what he's already promised and what he's already done, how faithful he's already, with thanksgiving. And what does the Bible say? You won't just have warm, fuzzy feelings, but the peace of God, not a peace that we can conjure up, but the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Why do you have peace? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It's the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It'll guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. If there's a time that we've ever needed peace, it's days like today. Why does it matter that we fix our focus? Well, because our focus determines our life, and it also determines our ability to live and to have peace. Can I just tell you, we don't know what's going to happen in 2021. I've heard a lot of people like, oh man, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. Yeah, me too. But the sentiment is because then everything we're dealing with right now is just going to go away. Hey, if the clock strikes midnight and everything resets, that would be amazing. But you and I both know that that's probably not going to happen, at least overnight. If we're going to go into a new year and really believe and expect God to do something supernatural, we're going to need to keep our, our faith high. We're going to need to have peace on the inside that's beyond understanding, beyond comprehension, and that only comes when we fix our focus. Third thing, and we'll we'll end with this, but why does it matter where I fix my focus? It matters because where I put my focus determines the level to which I can receive from God what He wants to give me. I want want to read you one more scripture uh, here. It's in 2 Peter Second Peter, uh, chapter, Second Peter chapter one verses two through, um, I don't know. Let's read verses two through two four. Peter writes, "Grace and peace be multiplied to you, in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through." the knowledge of of him who called us by glory and virtue by which he has given us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these we might be, be partakers of the divine nature. I'll stop right there. What does Peter say? P- Peter says, man, grace unearned, undeserved, unmerited love, blessing, favor, benefit of God, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our, and, and our Lord Jesus. He said, remember, God's given you everything you need. Did you know that right now, if you've given your life to Jesus, Romans 5 uh, verse 2 says you are currently standing in the ocean of God's grace. You have everything you need. God has already provided all things pertaining to life and godliness. But Peter indicates 
our ability to receive those is predicated in our, in our knowledge of him. These, these divine, these precious promises. Brandon, how do I increase? How do I grow in my, in my knowledge, in my awareness? It's, it's by putting our attention and our focus. Like, I'm going to be honest, there's some, there's some things, like some facts, some information that I know that is so pointless, so useless, that I don't even know why I know it. I could tell you things about the Los Angeles Lakers and about Kobe Bryant. Um, I could tell you things about CrossFit, which obviously I currently do not do. Um, I could tell you things about golf. It's like, this is so pointless. But why do I have a knowledge? Because I've, well, in seasons of my life, I've put my focus there. How do I grow in my knowledge, my awareness of God and our Lord Jesus so that I can more and more receive and, and take hold of God's precious promises? I have to fix my, my focus. So as we close, um, I, I, I can't help but think of the reason I don't do a better job at this. I, I know I said earlier that the reason I don't do such a good job at this is because I, I don't remember why it's such a big deal. And I gave you kind of three thoughts as to why it really matters. But, but there's another reason, if I'm just being honest and vulnerable, to why I don't always do so good at this. And, and it's because I have this question in my heart that, that's, yeah, but what about the things that I want, though? Like the reason I'm focusing on this is because I really want this. Hey, but the reason I'm putting all my attention and my energy over here is because I really want this. So if I, if I shift my focus, yeah, but if I put my focus on God, but like, what about that thing over there? And I'm just, just being honest, as a 32-year-old man that is a father of three children, um, I still struggle with that sometimes. Knowing that God wants me to fix my focus. Knowing that God's like, hey, Brandon, correct your focus. Hey, Brandon, fix, intensify your focus on me. And I can struggle with this, this sensation of, yeah, but I mean, I only got so much focus to give. I only have so much setting of my mind to give. So if I put all my energy over here, what about these things that are really important to me? What about these things that I, I, I mean, they're not bad things. They're just things, but I, but, but I want them. My heart desires them. Christmas is, I don't know if the Christmas decorations are still up in your house. Um, so I feel safe to, 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 to make a Christmas reference. Um, but I'm totally a crier these days when, when it comes to movies. And I'm not trying to be like Mr. Spiritual Pastor, uh, but generally I get very weepy and I cry at a lot of movies because I, I don't know, like, like God, God uses them to remind me of, of him. And it happened, it's happened actually like five times this Christmas season. Uh, but it happened most recently as we as a family were watching The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. What a classic movie, by the way. Um, we weren't watching the first one, we were watching the second one, which let's be honest, kind of like every sequel, not as good as the first, but my kids are into it. So we're watching the second one and there's this scene where Tim Allen, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Santa Claus, um, he's at a party and he pulls out this big bag of gifts and he starts giving gifts to all these people at the party. And the first guy that opens the gift 
He gets the package. He's like, this like, who, who's like, where'd these gifts come from? And he opens the package. I don't remember what it was, but it's, it's some toy and his face lights up and he goes, oh, like, I, I always wanted this as a kid. And then you can see this very puzzled look on his face. He goes, but I didn't, but I never told anybody. This is the thing I've always wanted, my heart's desire, but I, I never told anybody. And I started, weeping's a little bit dramatic, but I started crying, like it was more than just, I started crying for real because the Holy Spirit reminded me of Matthew 6, 33. What, is, what did Jesus say? Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What things? Things that God knows you need. Things that God knows you want. The Bible says in Psalm 37, I believe, that if we would delight ourselves in God, he will give to us the desires of our, of our heart. Can I just encourage you? Can I remind you? Can I challenge you? We serve a good God. We serve a faithful God. We serve a God that loves us and cares about us more than we can even comprehend. John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. God always has your best interests in mind. And he has made us promises that if we and as we fix our focus on him as we fix our focus on things above not only will God supernaturally do in and through our lives what only he can do but but God says I, I'm, I'm, I'm promising you I'm, I'm giving you a, a, a covenant a guarantee that as you do because I love you so much and it gives me great joy and great pleasure to see you light up I'll make sure that I take care of. And I make sure that I'll, I'll add to you and I'll give to you and I'll bring to you the things your heart desires. Can I just challenge you? Can I challenge myself? Let's not allow the, yeah, but what, but, but, but what about this? What about my career? But, but, but what, about, what about my savings? What about my future? What, let's not allow the, yeah, but what about to stop us this year from fixing our focus on Jesus because he has promised as we fix our focus seeking first the kingdom of God all these things he knows all these things will be will be added my, my encouragement to you as we come in just a couple days into January 2021 would this be a year like never before as individuals but as a church body as a community that we fix our focus on things above hey I want to remind you and encourage you uh, January 10th, as a whole church, we are in, in embarking upon 21 days of prayer and fasting. So we're, we're going to set our attention this year on God. And as we do, we're believing God is going to do in and through our lives supernaturally what only He can do. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.